Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Sends it over to Edward Robles. Go on, Sir Dame FC! What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, actually back after being sick, Edward Robles. What's up, guys? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm back. And yeah, trust me, it was not pretty. So... But I'm just glad to be back. Yep. So last week we we had a very short episode because you can only do so much when you're talking by yourself. Uh, <laughs> very <laughs> awkward. Very awkward uh, when when you do end up doing that. But hey, you know what? Edward's good. That's all that matters. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, shoot, I don't know, I don't know what else to say at this point. Uh, but Edward's back. A uh, lot, lot of things to talk about. Uh, we got headlines. We do have a debate topic. I kind of mentioned it last last episode uh, with the basically it was a Manchester United episode, but we didn't have the Manchester United fan to talk with uh, in the episode. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> our debate topic will be con- uh, consisting of Manchester United, as I promised from last week. Um, we're going to preview as I, also another promise that I made last week. We're going to preview the clausura of the 2021-2022 Liga MX season. Um, I, I I'll let Edward brag about something that 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 happened. Uh, that we pre- when we preview the Glasura at the beginning, I don't think I honestly think it's pure just pure coincidence. I don't necessarily think that this was where he thought this was going to happen, but Edward does have seem seem to be the quite the wizard uh, of some sort. Uh, give some game recaps, <laughs> uh, players of the week, uh, some games to be looking forward to this coming weekend. Obviously. Reclassification for the League MX playoffs is going to be a big thing to look in. But also, we're in the last month of the season, so you know a lot of these games are now going to have more significance. Unless you're in Spain or in Germany and, and France, where basically you already have your champions, 
but there's still championship right. spots that are still left to be fighting for. And of course, if you're if you're focusing on Syria, there's currently a two team race, which is crazy to think that we're saying that with Syria for so long. It's been dominated by Juventus, but here we are. But there's a two team race in Syria, so lots lots of great stuff to look forward to this weekend of soccer. And we will be doing a three up three down this episode. It's going to be accents. We were supposed to do that last episode, but obviously with Edward not here, I was like, eh, it just it just wouldn't be right without Edward. So. <laughs> So yeah, quite the episode for for uh, for this episode. I don't know why uh, that just sounds stupid, but yeah, we got quite the episode. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with the headlines. This break was brought to you by Audible. Audible provides you a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience, from fantasy all the way to self improvement. Audible has you covered. Go ahead and start a thirty day free trial with www.audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast. Thanks again to Audible for being a great partner. And we're back. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. You definitely want to be following us on Twitter and, and Instagram on, at InsertNameFC because obviously, well, Newcastle United is definitely not getting relegated. So, yeah, there's going to be a jer- there's going to be jersey giveaways happening on Instagram and Twitter. Won't be official. We'll won't, won't do it officially until the end. The, the season is officially over, but. You guys might want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC or else, well, you, you can't participate on the on the giveaway. So, so there you go. Okay, we don't say anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, I was like, oh, or I was thinking, I was like, yeah, I was like, I know that uh, that giveaway is going to be like, dang it to you. I mean, it's not like a bad thing, but it's more of like, ah, dang it, I have to do the giveaway. <laughs> You know what? I, I, I took my shot, um, and, and this is where I'm at. So <laughs> I have yeah, pretty much no regrets. My my bank account might have some regrets, but I have no regrets in making this statement. Um, speaking of, of statements that probably should be regretted, um, the Houston Dash has suspended James Clarkson. If you guys don't know who James Clarkson is, he is the head coach and general manager of the Houston Dash. He actually became the third coach of the Houston Dash and was part of that team that ended up winning the the first ever Challenge Cup uh back in 2020 and um and, and you know it's just it's once you know I wish like we could talk about NWSL for good things um I mean you know shout yeah. out to to Gotham FC cuz Carly Lloyd is now part of their ownership group over there but um oh. but you know obviously which is I guess also at the same time it's like well, no, it's obviously shitty, but you're seeing NWSL now kind of, you know, making a, a, a good, you know, trying to make sure that their players are getting taken care of. And the reason why uh, James Clarkson is being suspended is that there's currently an investigation over discrimination, harassment, and abuse, um, which is it's really shocking to me, mainly because it's the Houston Dash, but also the fact that, like, it seems that the players had a really good relationship with James Clarkson. So that's the part that kind of shocks me. And I think it shocked the whole city of Houston, um, especially as the, like amongst the Dash fans. So it really, you know, took a, took a big shot. Now, you know, obviously there's an investigation, so we don't necessarily know what exactly he did. But, you know, he did something that obviously made the players feel uncomfortable to some, to, in some way. I'm, I mean, so, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to investigate all the allegations, like everything they're going to try to go through his phone, they're going to go through his emails, through any any sort, 
maybe social media, DMing, you know, like they're going to go through all of that stuff. You would hope so. I mean, I definitely want the NWSL to do their due diligence. But uh, the other mm-hmm. thing is just the fact that – so there was a, a controversy that did happen back in, in the Challenge Cup, and it was when the team won the Challenge Cup, and that was when James Clarkson ended up singing a song with the players in the locker room. And apparently that song is offensive to Indian culture. Uh, I don't, I don't remember, recall how the song goes, but I know it starts off with "Oh Samosa," so that's the only thing I can think of. Um, the reason why, because I, I, on, I honestly was like thinking of it, it was, it's really weird. Like I said, James Clarkson, who has been with the Houston uh, organization for not only with the Dash, but was actually the youth coach for the Houston Dynamo. Um, actually, was part of the development of Memo Rodriguez and some other uh, academy players, but. Um, and then he obviously got the opportunity to to be with the Houston Dash. And so, you know, there was a video that leaked out. And, well, not leaked out. They actually posted it on social media. And then some people ended up saying, hey, that's it's a very racist song. Um, and, you know, James Clarkson, his response was, well, oh, this is what I sang. You know, we used to sing this song when I was a kid, you know, as if this that makes it that justifies it in any way. But and I can't say anything because obviously me and, you know, I, me and I were touched up on that one song that. <laughs> that we we were taught when we were kids about about yeah. asian people so uh, uh yeah that is so, um so like i'm not trying to defend him i don't, like honestly once again i don't know what exactly he's being investigated on because they they haven't given out the information i'm sure once the investigation is complete there's probably gonna be more more coverage for it um but yeah because of that you know he's suspended the dash ended up uh will making a final decision once the investigation is completely done um Unfortunately, the Dash ended up losing one to nothing to San Diego in their opener for the NWSL season. Um, but uh, you know, with an with an interim manager at the time, right now, so we'll see what happens. It sucks, um, you know, sucks as a as a fan of the Dash. But you know what? The fact that the NWSL is is making a bigger push to to take care of their players, um, that's that's at least something to applaud for. So hopefully, hopefully, there's nothing. Uh, hopefully nothing bad is coming out of this investigation, but if it is, then, you know, at least NWSO is, is really buckling down and making sure that these players are being taken care of and, and to avoid another situation that happened uh, back with, uh, with Portland. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so once again, that sucks, but Hey, you know, good job. NWSO to, to, and also props to the dash to make sure that they, they did their part in, in suspending James Clarkson. Cause I'm sure that, you know, had this been a different time period, they probably wouldn't even do anything. But, but yeah, props to them. But moving on, Edward. Um, so we got some more stars that are, are are going in and joining these MLS club ownership groups. Obviously, you know, when we think of Seattle, you got Drew Carey and Russell Wilson over there. Um, <laughs> LAFC, you got Magic Johnson, me and Ham. Uh, just way too many people to list on that over there. Will Ferrell. How did I forget Will Ferrell? Um, you know, Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes, DC United with with uh with uh Yo Gotti and and uh and Mark and Mark Ingram, and you know, and then obviously the Houston Dynamo and the Dash with with James Harden. So uh, you know, like celebrity. Oh, Kevin Durant with Philadelphia. How did how, how did I forget that guy? But you know, more and more more and more stars. You know, celebrities, athletes are are getting in on owning MLS teams. 
Um, and and now, oh, and Matthew McConaughey would also have to. How, fuck, there's way too. Hey, Jesus Christ, what is with these? Which, all right, I know, uh, both. Uh, I know you. Did you mention Will Ferrell? Yeah, with LAFC. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's a a lot of these uh, American actors. You know, they're they're coming up into owning you know pieces of little little bit of MLS and here and there. Um, some of them are actually like major. I mean, I knew Mac, I know Matthew McConaughey has like a big stake on uh, Austin FC. That's why he's like, uh, like everywhere. Near, I think it was like they're like he's everywhere. It's like, but he's always like with the green. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was like the first match and he was there with the drum dressed all in green, and we were both like, "Damn, that's a lot of green." You kind of also love it though. Because he's like getting the, yeah. you know, getting like the the supporter group to like. Um, by the way, fuck Austin FC, but uh, but except for Matthew McConaughey, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So like, like it's like like me and I were saying like more and more celebrities are are kind of buying in with the MLS, which is great because it's obviously helping grow the the MLS, um, get more attention, and, and so that's that's going to be the cool part. So the newest members of owning an MLS club. And it's actually Nashville LC who who were who actually became a new a club here in the MLS in 2020. So they're going into the third year. Um, and actress Reese Witherspoon, her husband, uh, and he's also a media and tech investor, Jim uh, Jim Toff, and just well, this will get Spencer excited. Former University of Alabama running back, Heisman winner. National champion, I think. I'm I'm just gonna assume it's it's Alabama. I'm sure they've won he's won a national championship with them. Um mm-hmm. r- current running back for the Tennessee Titans, freaking Derrick Henry, who is just a, a freight train of a running back and, and is basically the Tennessee Titans offense, have all bought ownership of Nashville SC. Damn. Yeah, it it is crazy. I mean, it's exciting because, well, I mean, it makes sense. So Reese Witherspoon is from Tennessee, from what I believe. I'm just gonna go ahead and go with that. Obviously, <laughs> you know, Jim Toff is. I need to. I need to check that. I, I'm pretty sure she's from Tennessee. But I could be wrong. I don't want to be wrong on this one. The few times that I will, <laughs> will investigate where they're from. Okay. And now she's from New Orleans. Okay, she grew up in Tennessee. There. <laughs> so she she well she has relation she has a relationship with the, with with Tennessee, and obviously Derrick Henry, who plays for, for for the Tennessee Titans, would obviously want to have some more connection with with the state of Tennessee. But yeah, they and and, and it's not like Nashville SC is like a struggling club. As a matter of fact, since they joined the MLS, they have made the playoffs in the in their last two seasons and are hoping to continue their form going into the third season. So it's not really not too shabby of a place to, to be in when the club has actually been performed pretty well uh, this season, you know, obviously it's still really early to tell how they're going to do, but you know, they, they've gotten a few results as well. But more specifically this year, they have officially unveiled their new stadium, Geodis park, which is the largest soccer specific stadium in the MLS. They played in the previous weekend, which was a one, one draw against the Philadelphia union. But hey, I think you just added more hype to what Nashville is when you added Reese Witherspoon and and Derrick Henry as their par- part of the ownership group. 
Okay. I mean, it's, um, I mean, like I said, it's pretty cool. Like, I, I mean, I, I used to have a crush on Reese Witherspoon, like a long, really long time ago. Is this ago. like I the Legally Blonde era or Clueless era? I think it was like Legally Blonde when she became out of, uh, I think it was a, you know what it was? Walk the Line, that Southern draw. Oh, uh, yeah, she was in Walk the Line. She was a June Carter. And yep. I was like, damn, I was like. I was like, man. I mean, I keep damn. forgetting I like, that, you, that you that you like uh, Walk the Line. Yeah, Walk the Line, dude. I've I've watched that movie so many freaking times. But you yeah, I mean, it's, it's, no, I just, I just like the, the honestly like the there were renditions of of all the classic songs from Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Jim Carter, like all of them. Uh, but it, you know, like they actually did a pretty damn good job with the with the soundtracks and stuff. But going back to this. Um, I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, I, I wonder what other, you know, movie stars, TV actors, maybe they'll want to, uh, like, uh, they want to join into joining the MLS. Like, I'm, I'm expecting, like, uh, I'm waiting. Okay, so my thing is, I want like a really famous movie actor to come through uh, the Houston Dynamo, and then just come in and be like i want to buy this much out of the stake like i want to buy like 50 or 60 percent of it here's the money i'm down for that shit and then to actually be uh a part of that ownership like to actually be like the face like you know uh when i say the face i mean like um like a movie actor kind of speaking like matthew mcconaughey will will ferrell you know like something like that you know I would love that. I, I I mean, I don't know who would be that 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 celebrity. I feel like yeah, a, com- thing. a comedian. I mean, what uh, was that guy's name? Parsons, the the guy from Big Bang Theory. Uh, Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. I mean, he's from. I know he's from Houston. Well, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if he's he, a soccer he, fan he, though. He, uh, that's the thing. I don't know if he is, but it's like he would also want to have that. You know that that uh, as he his character would say that hoopla over the the team like you know he he would want to have that that reaction to the team itself um personally i mean like will ferrell that dude there is just crazy energetic exciting like that jim parsons i feel like he's like that too just in a very um you know he's more i mean sheldon he played that shit to the t uh he voiced over the alien from home um, he came out as I think it was like a cop in a TV show. I can't remember or a movie. Um, oh no, no, he was an he was an attorney, and but he played he was just I think it was like for the the Ted Bundy cases and stuff like that. Uh, and one of I don't know about Netflix. that. I know I know he was one of the he he played in uh he was he had a role in Hidden Figures like he was one of the people that worked in NASA. Yeah, so it's like you know like all these all it was like um it, it's the energy like. I feel he is energetic. It's just, I don't feel that vibe. You know what I mean? Like, he would just rile up a crowd like Will Ferrell would. You know? So, so who would you say would be that Will Ferrell-esque uh, celebrity that you would love to, to have? The Dynamo From Houston? Shit. Um, damn, that's hard, bro. That's really hard, man. Like, I, I, the thing is, you have to think of, like, actors from houston texas and not a, to be honest not a lot come to mind 
It would be so if cool that if like just to have Drew Carey, <laughs> but Drew Carey's with Seattle. On, yeah. <laughs> no, if anything, like um, I mean, the only people I can think of is like rappers, the Houston rappers, Zero, Paul Wall, Slim Thug, um. Which I mean, Shit. they they have they you know Slim Thug, Paul Wall, and Bum B. They actually do things with the Houston Dynamo. Um, yeah. Shoot, even Mike Mike Jones made a song for the Houston Dynamo. Um, yeah, that's not, so. It's like you know maybe they could jump into that. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But you know, if they have the love for the game, that's awesome. If Honestly, like well, as long as you can, if you can get Oscar De La Hoya off this ownership group, I'm all for it. So. Oh man. Yeah. Is isn't he in rehab right now? I don't I don't know. Oscar Delo is just it's just a, a whole other mess of things. But it is cool to see Reese like it was like okay, so the uncle in me, because Reese Witherspoon, she plays uh she plays uh, I don't remember the name of the character, but she plays a she plays the pig in, in Sing. Oh yeah. The, the pig mom. Right, right, right. I think it's like Carlita. I don't remember. Anyways, I don't, but I don't know. But anyway, so she she's in that movie, and and obviously Matthew McConaughey was in that movie too. Maybe Matthew maybe Matthew McConaughey uh, pushed some influence there. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, let's get Exy because Exy was was in Sing. <laughs> yeah, Exy from the the Kingsman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's get him. Uh, yeah, what's it called? A something Tatterton. Something? Yeah, something. He, 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 tat- Targeting, targeting, something like that. Bro, that dude can sing. Uh, I, I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't know that till they, they, they did the Elton John biopic. But, but yeah. Oh man. And obviously, in sing. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. So it, it's, it's just really cool. It's, I can't wait to see what more celebrities uh, get get themselves involved with some of these MLS clubs. I mean. Especially with like how 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 much this this league has expanded over the years, it, it's just gonna seem more exciting when you have some big names that you can zoom in on the camera. Um, as long as it helps the MLS girl, which is what 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 this league really needs. And I'm not saying celebrities are gonna do it, but um, it it does help as far as gaining more attention. So I yeah. do like that part. So you know, like still trying to convert Edward with the Houston Dynamo, and slowly it's working apparently. We need we need uh we need someone Will Ferrell esque, uh John C Riley freaking <laughs> freaking uh uh Ryan Reynolds. Well, Ryan Reynolds has Rex. Oh, that's still the coolest fucking name ever. <laughs> what? Remember he has Rexham over in, oh, yeah. uh, over in in England. Yeah, still a cool ass name. I don't know if they're ever gonna make it to League Two, but <laughs> but it when when they do. Your boys, your boys hopping on a road to glory in FIFA with them. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, but yeah, so so cool to see you know some big stars involving themselves with the MLS. And going into and this is actually going to kind of lead into our debate because it kind of involves Manchester, kind of not really, but kind of does at the same time. And that is <laughs> the current interim manager for 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 uh, Manchester United, Ralph Ragnick. Which I apologize, Edward, and to all Manchester United fans, I think I might have overly hyped him a little bit for you guys. <laughs> um, I'm still, I was still pretty excited to see him out there. Um, I don't, 
we'll get to we'll get to it when we we get to the debate topic. But anyway, so Ralph Ragnick, he is going to end up not obviously he's not going to be the manager because you know Ten Hag uh, Ten Hag was, is going to take over as the next manager for Manchester United. Hopefully, he will be the guy because it seems like they haven't been able to find the guy since Sir Alex Ferguson. Uh, but but you know obviously Ralph Ragnick will still remain as a consultant to Manchester United. But the big story is that he has taken the Austrian job, so the the opportunity for to manage the national team of Austria has appeared for him, and and now he's going to, uh, you know, take the uh, take the opportunity. It was a rumor that was going around, and it is happening for him, um, which is is really I'm I'm sure it's cool for him, uh, depending how you feel about about uh, Ralph Ragnick, but. Austrian, it's an interesting decision just because of the fact that like the only player I can think of from Austria is David Alaba, and <laughs> that's it. There's, well, no, uh, uh, Berngarter. No, there's somebody else. Uh, Berngarter, who mm. plays with Hoffenheim. Hmm. Anyways, but yeah, so he will be now the official. Uh, officially, will be the manager. They ended up missing on the World Cup, so he's going to be trying to build that nas- uh, national team, but. He will still remain as a consultant to Manchester United, so that, that he says that that will not in any way conflict with his job as the Austrian manager. But Edward, first of all, how do you feel about Ragnick? Is this a good move for Austria to go and get Ralph Ragnick? I mean, honestly, I, I think I think it would be it would it would be a good move. It's not like he's like all terrible and horrible and shit. We were. We were questioning like his formations, and then all of a sudden they worked. It's just I feel like maybe, excuse me, he was thrown into a team that he wasn't ready for yet. I think maybe uh, him being the like international manager for Austria, I feel like it would be a better step for him personally. Because I mean, you got Manchester United players who are basically from big teams. Like, they're, like, the main members of the international teams of, like, England. You got Ronaldo for Portugal. Um, who, who else? Like, uh, De Gea for Spain. Um, you, you, you got some, some people that they're, they're big names, basically, in their own international countries. Um, but I think in Austria, for him to start off and maybe um, – I think he'll have a better better luck being the Austrian international manager, uh, if anything. Okay. I mean, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. So, yeah, I think just, I uh, think obviously I, I kind of said this before, but like an international manager is way different from a, a club manager because of the fact that you you basically pick from that from anyone that's affiliated with that with that national uh, with that national team. Um, anyone that has a citizenship with that with that country can can be in can can go ahead and and play for them. So that that's your talent pool. You just you just look at these guys, study them, scout them, see who you want to bring in who fits to your style. Whereas as a manager, you have to hope that you have a pretty good checkbook to to get certain guys. So it's a little bit yeah. different for sure. The only thing will be just sucking is if you have like a player that's a dual national. So maybe the national team that you're you'd be competing with is probably a little bit more appealing to that player. So that's the only real con- the con- the only real conflict. But aside from that, it's it's probably a little bit easier for get uh, for Ralph Ragnar to get guys that will fit to what he needs. 
like I said, the big name that's going to be affiliated with him is going to be David Alaba, which is very interesting because over in Austria, he plays in the midfield. He doesn't play. A, he actually doesn't play as a defender for Austria. So that's going to I'm 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 intrigued what's going to happen with with Austria. I don't I don't expect them to be world beaters in any shape or form. They're not going to go to the World Cup. But um, I mean, you know, like I said, Ralph Ragnick has had a really has done really well about rebuilding some of the clubs that he's been affiliated with. So maybe he can do it with the international level as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I think that's actually what's going to be the deal with him. So, I mean, we just have to wait and see. But how do you feel that he will still be with Manchester United, but more so as a consultant? Um, I think that's a good step instead of just normally, like normally how they do where they just go ahead and dump them just because they don't work out. But especially because he he hasn't really had a chance to uh, be there for the long for a longer time, you know. I mean, shit. They gave David Moyes time, <clears throat> Van Gaal, fucking Mourinho. They gave him a little bit more time than Rag. Rag I was about to call him Ragnarok. <laughs> you know, they gave him more time than him. Yeah, and I I mean that kind of just, I think that there's like a lot of things that that Manchester United. It's it's weird. Manchester United is such the the weirdest thing right now. Like I don't know what is what is it about it, but you know, to wrap things up, obviously Ralph Ragnick, he's gonna be the coach of Austria. So congrats to him. I think he's gonna go into a really interesting situation where he's gonna rebuild the national team to compete in the Euro, at least be more competitive in the Euros and maybe have a chance to to make it to the to the twenty twenty six World Cup. Um, do I believe it's possible? I mean, we know how how very stacked, how top heavy those the uh, the UEFA is. So I mean, they can. I mean, it, the World Cup is going to be expanded, so maybe that'll benefit them. But we'll we'll see how that goes for them. So we're going to go ahead and go straight to our debate topic because, like, I think I just want to I just want to get all this out about Manchester United because, like, I, <laughs> I Manchester United is fucking weird. It just really is. Like, I don't I don't know what it is. This team should be good. It, like yeah. honestly, that's how I, I mean. Feel. I I I agree with you, bro. Because I mean, that, that's the thing. Uh, that's like I, the most bizarre thing. Dude, but... they have they have they have the players. They have the freaking players. <laughs> All right, but before we get into, it, we want to uh, obviously this debate topic is brought to you by our great partners at. Ooh, shoot. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, uh, come on, come on. Our the Instagram name clothing store. <laughs> Our great partners of the insert name of C clothing store. Um, obviously, we have our own clothing store. You can go check it out on, on our bios on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. You'll see the link tree. It'll take it'll show you all the links that are that are connected to us. But obviously, the insert name FC clothing store is the big part of it. So make sure you guys go ahead and check it out. Get yourself some insert name FC swag. We're, we'll start working on some better designs. Uh, it, you know, once we're, we're more capable of it. But yeah, the, so. Shout out to the Instagram FC clothing store once again. All right, Edward. So Manchester United, new manager. Mm-hmm. So that's a positive. They're, right. Apparently, they're going to open up. The, they're going to open up the checkbook to get to let uh, uh, Eric Ten Hag get what he needs to improve this club. Uh, we've we've heard a lot of rumors going around. There's a lot of players that are possibly leaving Manchester United. Paul Pog was the big one. There's rumors that maybe R- Ronaldo leaves. Um, you know, so. But, but Harry Maguire getting bomb threats is also uh, also a thing that happened. 
So, but before we get to the nitty gritty about this, what is wrong with Manchester United? <laughs> I think, uh, honestly, you're right. I mean, Manchester United has the players, and it's just, um, how do I say this? It's just, um, man, I mean, there's so many things, so many wrong things. I mean, you, you, shit, they've been, they've been a powerhouse for the longest run. It's just, uh, there hasn't been a manager like Alex Ferguson for Manchester United. And you also got, I mean, you got to think about the manager that they have competing with, like, Pep Guardiola, um, I mean, of course, him. Like, he's the one that comes to mind because I'm like, yeah, look at him. Uh, Jogging Klopp, like, they're they're literally in the Champions League. They're, like, on unbeaten streaks. They have a powerhouse team as well. It's just they know how to use their players. Manchester United managers are basically coming in and thinking, okay, these guys are really, really good. And they go ahead and you probably bring in their own players that they want and then try to mix them up in that thing. And, oh, perfect example <laughs> i hate to say it and i really hate to say it but perfect example it's like the the houston falcons <laughs> like oh, our team. you're gonna go ahead and use our team i'm gonna go ahead and use our team so we do have players you know we do have players we got players that can play we you know we got players that can ball but they're too individualistic there's also that problem right there and then when you try to change it up on a weekly basis, you're never consistent. You don't know who's going to do what at that point. So then you kind of depend on the one player, aka like for us, Mikey, but he's injured. And it's the same thing with uh, like with Manchester United. It's like you depend on like one or two players thinking, oh, these guys are going to end up pulling our balls out of the fire. No, like in the end, you're putting so much pressure on that one single player or two or three players. The whole team basically just kind of like, okay, we can cruise which is because we have Ronaldo or we have like Jane, Jane Sancho. Like he has not played like at all. Like he's not even part of the Manchester United squad that you would think he would be a starting 11, but he's not, Um, you know, Marcus Rashford, he's young, but he has, you could tell he has like that, that, uh, he definitely that, needs that experience. He, need, he needs a change of scenery. It seems like yeah. It seems more and, and more uh, that he's like unwanted over in Manchester United. Yeah, and, and then you got Paul Pogba, and then of course, I mean, I hate to bring it up, but Harry Maguire. Like, come on, dude. Like, you can only do so many fuck ups, and be let go of it. Like, they'd be like, okay, cool. The thing is with with Harry Maguire, I think it is like they're just trying to keep him to get his worth out of his contract and then finally just let him go on like on a free transfer or like try to get as much money as they can, like his last year or something because they spent so much money on him as young as like, as young as he is. That's what I think is what's wrong. They're focusing more on the money. They're focusing more on the names, on the individualistics. They can't play as a team for that reason because everybody basically has their own agenda, their own, thoughts and mentality so i think what needs to happen with manchester united is basically a complete overhaul just like barcelona did 
Yeah. Like basically have like that one or two players that can actually still keep playing, but have like a big overhaul. Like, yeah, you know, like Cristiano Ronaldo has been doing really, really well. You could try to focus the attack it on him, but he's basically right now, he's no longer the same Cristiano Ronaldo we knew from Man- the old Manchester United or when he first started up Real Madrid, where he was just, he would just go down the wing and then just take everybody step over, step over here, cut back, cut back here, shoot power shot from the outside. Now he's just a poacher. Now he's just like, you give it to me, I will score. Like that's basically what he's looking at. Do you need something more than just that? Cavani is the same thing. Um, they they are clear they are critical finishers is just dude you need to have some somebody who can actually make those plays make those runs i mean you your team's getting old i mean i hate to say it but it looks like they're almost like playing like like italy if anything like they're le- letting all the old players basically just get the run out as much as they can they're getting the old players to just play as much as they want as much as they can just because hey you know and then for example, I mean, it's good. I think it's good. Juan Mata is a good player. It's just he he's, he can't play like he used to anymore. He's not of that age. So, of course, you got, like I said, Sancho or even Marcus Rashford. Um, so I think they're, they're doing very, very well. Uh, well, okay, let me rephrase myself. I think they can be doing very, very well with the right um, plan, uh, with the right plan, with the right players on the field, people basically who can play with the chemistry and that's exactly what they're missing like you know you can as soon as Pogba gets the ball everybody automatically says okay Pogba's gonna do something Pogba's gonna do everything no Ronaldo gets the ball okay Ronaldo's gonna take care of everything Ronaldo's gonna do everything you can only rely on one single player for so long then then like when everybody's basically an individual player like they're not playing as a team no, yeah. So I, I feel I, like it's 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 managerial. It's the players. It's the chemistry. It's the strategy. It's the formation. I think it's just all in all everything. It just needs an overhaul altogether, dude. Yeah, there's some there's some lineups that I've seen from Manchester United, and I'm just like, this is the lineup you're choosing. And, and I know that. What I about what, what, it? I've what, seen what, I've seen Fred more on the lineup than I've seen Pogba. Like it, it's yeah. it, it baffles me. Like. You, I don't see Sancho, but I see. I mean, no offense. Uh, who's who's the guy that usually ends up playing? Uh, is that? Well, I mean, obviously he's not Rashford because they they gave up on Rashford. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, man, I don't it's, know. But... Um. Uh, who is it? Who is it? This you know I haven't been paying. He, he wears like an up. Like he wears like number thirty something. I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> Tala, Allah. I know no. it ends with Allah. Anyways, like he's he's had like some good partnerships with with Cristiano Ronaldo, but it's yeah, like it, it's it's codependent on Bruno Fernandez and 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 Ronaldo yep. to perform well, um, and and just hope that De Gea can keep a clean sheet, um, yeah, which is kind of weirdly similar to Real Madrid, except Real Madrid actually has a backline. Um, they have a backline. They actually have players who communicate with each other very well. They have the chemistry. That, That's what Manchester United that needs. That midfield, that midfield is obviously not the midfield of Manchester United. But of course. But um, it, it, the thing that is weird is because like like I keep I've said this with, with about Manchester. I think I've said it at least a few times. There's a roster there. There's a lineup. There's like a clear distinct lineup of who should be starting. 
And, and I, I think you're right, though. Managerially, it, there is so many issues with the way the way Manchester United has been doing it. Yeah, they found ways to stay up top, you know, stay above. And honestly, like, I, I honestly believe that if it wasn't for, which is crazy that they put so much blame on Ronaldo when if it wasn't for Ronaldo, I'm pretty sure they, yeah, they, they wouldn't would be, have been gone that far. They'd be even lower. They'd be below at least like 14th. So, yeah, like I wrote Ronaldo, they've been riding on Ronaldo's coattails. Um, so the, to blame Ronaldo for this, I don't, and they're saying he's a distraction. I don't know. Cause I've seen him. I like when I watched the Arsenal Manchester United game, you know, Ronaldo was, was moving the ball with the guys. He, you know, I don't think, you know, he was playing with heart. And I, I mean, probably is also the fact that this was the game after his son died, but, um, but it was, you know, but Ronaldo played and he was trying to get the ball with everybody. And it's like, you're asking so much for a guy that's supposed to just stay up top and, and, and tap in some goals. Um, yeah, he's exactly. doing a, he's doing way too much work for a guy that's clearly 37. Um mm-hmm. and, and 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 you have so many young players like McTominay. I like McTominay. McTominay. Yeah. McTominay what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I like him. I think he's actually a really good player. But I don't I don't think he should be paired with Fred. Um you know Pogba, I, I feel like it also is like a lot of these guys have just felt, it, you know what it is? It's like when you buy so many like highly rated players and you don't like fix the the starting line, the the the, the old starting line of players and fix their, their their contracts to let them know that they're rotation players only. Uh, and so you just have complaints from from them because they're not playing. Um, yeah. And, and then so like, you know, obviously they pull Harry Maguire out for the Arsenal game, right? Saying like, hey, look, yep. we're gonna finally take him off the game, and, and we'll see what this backline can do. And then you find out that uh, apparently they cannot handle, you know, Saka and and, and Smith Rowe. So, you know, they couldn't handle that that young Arsenal front court. So it it, it was just you know mind boggling. In Manchester United is just so weird to me. Like this team should be good, like in in every way that, and it's it's also part of the fact because they spent so much money. Do I think Harry Maguire should get a lot of blame? Well, I mean, he scores, he puts some own goals, so yeah. But uh, I think also it clear it showed that this that backline, there's so many flaws in that backline. You know, you go and get Alex Tellez, but then Luke Shaw and Juan Bissaka ends up you know showing out a little bit. Um, there's like it's just. They buy they, they. I feel like they just keep buying players, hoping that maybe someone someone will turn out to be the guy. And it's like it's not. And then, but you don't play him. Like Alex Tella is like. I remember that was like such a big deal when he 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 went over to Manchester United. I barely see the man on the field. Um, you know, I don't I don't see Jaden Sancho that much on the field either. I don't see like. I, I Manchester United is in a position where they need a. Clean house, uh, get rid of the guys that they don't use, or use the or use the guys that they should be using. But there is just so many things about this team that it just it 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 just blows my mind that this team isn't good. It's just not that good. And, and I mean, you could I'm sure the easiest thing to do is just blame the Glazers. But to be honest, that's probably not the issue. Uh, it's probably a lot deeper and. I think also you have to go into the heart of the team. I just don't think that that pride has been there since Sir Alex Ferguson has left. Like there's just not been an accountability on the club. It's like, 
Because, I mean, even when Tarajas, like, like when Ronaldo left, the club was still winning titles and everything, and that was because of Sir Alex Ferguson. So there was a mentality when you had Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah, he was going going out and getting some players, you know, some young players, but he also got himself – I mean, as much as I hate it, Rob Van Persie came in, and they won a title with Rob Van Persie. So, I mean and, – and so I don't, I don't know what it could have been the issue, but it just hasn't been the same club since, since uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, re- retired. And I'm not trying to say that it's David Moyes for, or Louis Van Gaal or, or, you know, any of the, any manager that has gone through this club, but it's just, it seems more and more like it doesn't necessarily matter. And then that's the thing that I've been saying too. I, I like, I feel Manchester United is like the least appealing job right now. Like I would much rather yeah. manage another club. I'd rather, I'd rather manage Burnley for, than have to deal Damn. with Manchester United because of the fact that like, like, I don't know what it is that why this club isn't as good as it should be. And, you know, everyone got excited because the, the year before they finished in second. So they're like, oh, you know, we're just going to get better and better. And then pfft, that was completely wrong. Um, so it's just so weird. I don't know if Ten Hawk can really be the the answer. And it's just because, like, I don't know if the club will let him is, is my thing. So I just thought of something. Um. <laughs> You might, you might, you might be like, you might actually find this funny. So, you know how in WWE, they go ahead and they like, you know, they come out of retirement and stuff like that. Like they go ahead and just like, oh my God, look who's back, Stone Cold or The Rock or, you know, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, like, you know, like all the big names from back in the day. Do you think that maybe Alex Ferguson is just waiting for that moment and all of a sudden like the whole fireworks and, uh, and Old Trafford just come through, and then all of a sudden, like the door just open in the middle of, of, of Old Trafford, and he just comes out and he's like, he just announces, he's like, "Oh, I'm actually going to come back and man manage Manchester United," and everybody just cheers and stuff like that. You know, like that would be pretty cool. That would be. Cool. I think that would be pretty cool if you're a Manchester United fan, but I I don't I don't know if the game will translate well now for Sir Alex Ferguson, bro. I... I think he can pull it off. I think he can pull it off. I, I honestly think that's the Manchester United fan in you on, on that one. No, like, no, no. Like, he's – I'm pretty he's sure – He's never he's... been able to get the better of Pep Guardiola. Mm, true, true. But I still think that he has I don't a think he can get the better of Jurgen Klopp. Dude, that's actually a good one. Eesh. And I mean, you know – I'm not trying to like make a reach or anything, but you know, Mikel Arteta is a student of Pep Guardiola. Uh, yeah, it's true. And then I don't know where the hell David Moyes came from, but I'm <laughs> I <laughs> with West Ham. No, <laughs> but um, I mean, I'm sure Steven Gerrard, when he has his 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 own summer to actually work with the club like how he wants to with Aston Villa. I mean that dude seems like it seems really smart tactically wise as well. Uh yeah, I, I think I think the game has, has evolved a little bit a little bit that I don't know if Sir Alex Ring can I mean you can prove me wrong completely, but I I just I, I and honestly I don't even think Sir Alex Ferguson can help because I don't know what it is about this club. They're like 
is it the Glazers? Maybe, but like I mean, it, I'm t- I'm telling you, I think it's just the players altogether. They're not. They can't. They can't coexist. As much as you want to put, it's like remember. Think about it. PSG is a super team, but you got to think about it. Look who they're playing against. They don't really have anybody who can give them a run for their money. They don't have a Chelsea. They don't have a. a I mean, uh, they don't have a Man City. They don't have a Liverpool. Literally, PSG is a PSG. You know, so it's kind of like putting PSG in the EPL. I'm not saying that they're not a great team. They're not a good team, um, but uh, if you were to throw them, here's like talk of like the Super League. Um, just like throw them in there with Man City, Liverpool. Um, hey, you know what? Arsenal even. Arsenal, I think, has a chance against PSG. Um, not not trying to badmouth them. It's just I know they're having a rough time. Um, I mean, but, they just want they just want league on, but no, that's what I'm saying. But no, I'm talking about uh, Arsenal. You know, but they're, what they're, I'm trying to say, <laughs> okay. You know, what I'm trying to say is like they they basically Manchester United. I think is the PSG of the EPL. They are have like all these big names of like, come on, think about it. Like, come on, Cristiano Ronaldo. He's already kind of like out the door. Yeah, you know, he was basically the 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 prodigy before Courtois for Real Madrid that they wanted. Um, you know, you have Cavani, who basically was in PSG. Um, he was a badass striker, like as in, you know, he would just out of nowhere would just come out of goals. Um, it's just, uh, you know, they just sometimes they just do sexy signings. Paul Pogba was like the next wonder king coming out of Juventus, you know, a French uh, World Cup champion, you know, it's just. It's it's basically just that. Like I think is they're, they're just to do like these crazy signings, thinking that there this one guy is gonna change their 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 team game, and then that doesn't work. Okay, the next guy, but they still keep that one guy there, and they think that because they got like two or three superstars, it's gonna work. I I really don't think that's the case. This does not work. Yeah, I, I, it's just that's the crazy part. But obviously now we gotta look into the future. Ten Hag. You know what he's been able to do with Ajax, and you know I touched up on on him last on last week's episode. But how do you how do you feel about Ten Hag? I honestly, I just feel like he's. Um, I just feel he's. Um, how do I say this? Right, like right, I said, I mean, he, may be, he may be he may be something that. Would you have wanted more of a guarantee of a good manager? Which I mean. You, you you kind of gone through that with Van Gaal and 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 Jose Mourinho, uh, but like maybe changing things up, or would you have wanted to get a Zinedine Zidane or or a Pochettino, or maybe try to see if oh, you can man. or you can swoop a, a Luis Enrique? Oh, those I think would be badass, bro. Is it because like to me? Because I mean, obviously. The the rumors for such a long time since since you know the, the summer has been that you know you know Manchester United wants this guy Manchester United wants this guy wants this guy wants this guy and then like obviously they're like oh you know Ole Gunnar got fired so we're gonna you know we'll keep this guy uh, we'll we'll hire Ralph Ragnick for the meantime but we're we're gonna get Pochettino was the name that we heard every single time 
And then yep. he, he's apparently staying at PSG. Uh, Zinedine Zidane was the next name. Don't know what happened there. Um, Luis Enrique was a name that was heard plenty of times. But, like, is it because of the fact that you heard all these names and then Ten Hag just came out of nowhere, which, I mean, we don't, like, you and me don't watch the Eredivisie like that, so we we can't guarantee you that he's going to be good or not. And, I mean, yes, to, you know, but, you know, versus, you know, League Un, Eredivisie actually has competition because, you know, Ajax has to compete with PSV and, and, uh, and, and, um, I'm drawing a blank on the other team. Uh, well, PSV is usually the big one, but there's another one uh, over there that they compete with very well. But, but it's very competitive over it, a lot more competitive than Divisi versus League One. Um, is it just is it just because Ten Hag like you, there's just so many unknowns with him that that you're kind of concerned? I mean, um, yeah, I think that's more than likely the, the case. But I, I kind of have a feel that maybe that would be something that could work towards our advantage. Like, I don't know what I mean. Ours, I mean, like Manchester United's advantage. So, you know, what does what does Manchester United need to prove on? Um, truthfully, I just, I, I, honestly, like I said, I said it all. Like, they basically... Every aspect that they can. I think for sure you got to move on on a lot of these players. I mean, you're already mm-hmm. going to let Pogba go, which is it sucks that you're not getting anything out of it. And, and I think I think we're going to start seeing this trend more where players are just going to wait till their contract runs out so they could just go to whoever you know go sign with whoever they want, similar to what David Alaba ended up doing. Um, yeah. I feel like more and more we're seeing players do that instead of letting the transfer the transfer window dictate where they're going to go. Um, but, you know, Pogba's going to be leaving. A lot, of, a lot of people are throwing out the rumor of possibility of Ronaldo going back to Real Madrid, which as much as I would love the sound of that, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want him. <laughs> to be honest, I, I don't know if I really want him because I feel like I, I've been saying it for the longest. We need to get younger in Real Madrid. Uh, and that's obviously the opposite of getting younger. Um, even if it is Ronaldo, I don't, I just, I think it's time to, you know, hopefully get Mbappe and, and start building a new regime or a new, a new group of Galacticos over there. But we're not talking about Real Madrid, but you know, like you gotta, like I, Harry Maguire is going to, for his safety, he has to go. He has the, to go. The bomb threat, <laughs> the bomb threat was definitely the, the, okay. Yeah. He needs to leave. Um, because I was like, good God, that was just ridiculous. Um, but yeah. for his safety, he, I just – he was such a weird signing to begin with. Um, I think it was, like, the pressure of, like, oh, look, they got Van Dyke. Oh, let's go get ourselves Harry Maguire, which was, like, who's Harry Maguire? I think was what most Manchester United fans were saying. Um, even what he was doing with Leicester City. But you just got to move on from Harry Maguire – uh, I, I'm for, I don't I, like, and, and the thing is, who's the players that Ten Hag is going to bring? Obviously, he has the connection with you know Ajax. He has that that, that team that he once had over at over in Ajax, the, the team that made it to the semifinal of the Champions League, which is Donny Van de Beek, Frank de Jong, Matias de Ligt, 
Like, you know, who's to say he grabs some of those guys that do play, that currently play right now at Ajax, that brings him over to Manchester United. Like, what are the players that he's going to be looking to bring in as well? Um, if he goes, gets that wing, that Brazilian winger, Anthony, like, what does that say about the the, the guys that are currently wingers in, in, in Manchester United? Like, I'm sure Donny Van de Beek's happy because now he's finally going to play. But yeah. it, it's... I feel like Manchester United needs a clean house. Just needs to, yep. like, straight up just clean out, get get trim the fat. Actually, let Ten Hag go and get guys that he wants. Um, I I honestly don't think Ronaldo keeping Ronaldo for another year isn't that bad. As long as you finally you know give him players that will that will work for him, not him having to work for them. So, because I think that's also the other issue. But yeah, Jesus Christ! Like Manchester United, it, it's crazy to, to think that this team needs a rebuild. And yep. and Ralph Ragnett even said it, man. This team, this is something that might not even can be fixed over a year. It might take a few years before Manchester United is even close to what they should be. But it's, it, I think, it's a frustration. It's because we're talking about Manchester United. Like mm-hmm. this team is is supposed to be the best team in the English Premier League. There was a team for quite for such a long time i believe the most successful team in in the english premier league and now they're the now they're the afterthought in their own city especially with the rise of manchester city now it's so it's it's just like it is like it's not what we expect them to be like the manchester derby hasn't well it's never felt like a derby to be honest because it's you know obviously clearly it's always one-sided <laughs> but it it's just I I don't know. I, I, I like there's so many unknowns for me. And and it's like I don't know how to feel for you guys. Like honestly as a, you know as an outsider, like I'm just like it, it's it like and I've been saying it's crazy that Manchester United isn't isn't up there. And now they're like right now fighting for on a away for Europa Conference League spot. Well, they're mm-hmm. still they're still in the battle for fourth, but they could easily end the season and compete in the conference league. I, mean, uh, I don't know. I think I've said all I took. I'm already tired out from all right. bashing, basically. All right. So it's posted on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at InstaNameFC. Um, go ahead and share your guys' thoughts. What do you think? It, what do you think it, uh, matches I need to improve on? Uh, I'm sure it's going to be some, some paragraphs that are coming our way, but Hey, if that's if that's what it is, it's, it's honestly probably what it is. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break. Uh, we're gonna hear an ad, and then we'll get going with our preview for the Liga MX Clausura. All right, guys, let's talk about Fanatics.com. Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports apparel, from hoodies to shirts to sweatpants to socks. They got you covered, and throughout some great leagues from the NFL all the way to NASCAR. Fanax is your one-stop shop, so go ahead and check out the link on our bios at Insert Name FC and get shopping with Fanatics. And we're back. All right, Edward. The 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 playoffs for the 2022 Liga MX Clausura is coming up this weekend. Um, and I'm just gonna, you know, before we do anything, we're gonna mention the top four. So in first place, you have. Pachuca, second, you have Tigres, third, you have Atlas, and fourth place, you have America. Everywhere, when we previewed the Clausura 
when we looked at the teams that didn't even make reclassification, and I asked you which one you thought was going to be able to enter the playoffs, did you expect Pachuca to finish no, first? No, I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. I thought they were going to be like dead last or like maybe they were going to be like in fifth or sixth place. <laughs> Because the whole time, I'm just like, didn't they ever pick Pachuca to, like, <laughs> go into the playoffs? Yeah, I was like, I don't think anybody did. Yeah, it's crazy. But, yeah, so apparently Edward, Edward without even necessarily even having a thought on it, just picked Pachuca. And, and now Pachuca is, is, has the best oh, record. Oh, God, I did? Jeez. Hmm? I was like, I picked Pachuca? For real? You didn't pick Pachuca to win it, but... Like when I they asked were you, like, be in the top. Yeah, well, not in the top. Like I was just like, hey, from the teams that didn't make even the teams that didn't even qualify for reclassification, I was like, who do you think can can enter the playoffs? And you're like, oh, oh my Pachuca. god, oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> totally random, but it was like it worked. I guess my 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 uh, what you call it? My wizarding ways work better than yours. You're the ones that basically, as soon as you pick them, they sink. <laughs> okay, well, fuck off. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, who did you in- pick? If I if I if I re- if I don't recall, who did you pick? I can't remember. To enter the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Unless I, if you pick Pachuca too. I was like, I, I I think I said I liked your pick of Pachuca. Mm. I don't know if I if I if I doubled on that one, but yeah, I did. I did say I, I liked your pick of Pachuca. I just didn't expect him to finish first. <laughs> yeah. But that's how crazy League I Mackey's is. Uh, but for yep. reclassification, the team the teams that are in it, in fifth place, you have Puebla. Sixth place, you have Chivas. In seventh place, you have Monterrey. Eighth place, Cruz Azul. Ninth place, Necaxa. Tenth place, San Luis. Eleventh place, Pumas. And at twelfth place, Mazatlan. Um, the crazy thing was that on the last day uh, of the of the regular season for Liga MX, you had one one of the craziest good games that ended with a four four draw between Leon and Toluca, which for them a win was going to put them into the reclassification spot. And for Toluca, if they were not able to win, they were actually going to have to pay a fine of I believe thirty three million Mexican uh, thirty three million pesos. I guess they're finding teams that finish in the bottom now. So, yikes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. But, all right, so we're going to look at these matches for reclassification. Obviously, you know, the winners of these will go on to the actual playoffs and and take, you know, will get seeded with the the top four. So, the first game, Puebla versus Mazatlan. I don't think there's going to take much thought into it. I think Puebla ends up winning this game. Yeah, I mean they're they're they've been surprisingly pretty good. But I I, I Puebla just they're very organized. I like how they play. So I, I like how they've been playing so far this season. Um, clearly was one one spot away from from just automatically making it to the playoffs, but unfortunately that didn't happen for them. But yeah, but you know don't sleep with Mazatlan. But I do feel like Puebla has this one. The game that I, I think for sure is going to be the one to watch is Chivas versus Pumas. I mean, Chivas Pumas is coming. Pumas? Yeah. I mean, Pumas is coming in at 11th place, but 
I think they can match up really well with Chivas. Yeah. I no, think, no. yeah, you're right. You're right. No, no, no. I, I agree with you. That's why I was like, hmm. I had to kind of think about it, but then. All right. Yeah, Mon- you're right. All right. Monterrey versus Atletico San Luis. Uh, I guess Monterrey on that one. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Monterrey as well. And then this is between uh the eighth the eighth and ninth seed. So this is probably the most should be the most evenly contested game. Cruz Azul versus Necaxa. Mm, Cruz Azul. You got Cruz Azul. Mm-hmm. I I like Cruz Azul, but I like how your friend believes that this team's cursed. So. <laughs> And you know Nakaxa has uh, Eva Longoria owning part of the team now. So, <laughs> so saying, let's, saying let's, that, let's go Nakaxa. Huh? You're saying huh? that's their that's that's their good luck charm. <laughs> I mean, I'm what they have them, uh, Ozil and and Justin Verlander. Oh, and Kate Upton. Okay. That's part of their that ownership group over there. But yeah, so. Get excited this weekend. We'll have the reclassification and then go into the tournament, um, which will be the two-leg series. I know people find that weird, but, hey, that's how Liga MX does it. And and it can be interesting sometimes as long as the, a blowout doesn't happen. But, yeah, so there's that. All right, our games to recap. What is your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap is actually going to Serie A. And surprisingly, it's not even Juventus, but actually it's the Inter Milan versus Udinese game. I believe it was played in Udinese, but Inter Milan actually beat Udinese two to one. So, you know, it was a, it sounded like it was a pretty uh, badass game. Personally, like, you know, um, Inter Milan had 52% of the possession. Uh, they outshot um, Udinese. 12 to 7. Five of those 12 were on target. Three of them were on target for Udinese. Um, so they still keep their Serie A title hopes alive. And uh, like nice little mention is Lautaro Martinez, I think, was the one that scored the, the, the second goal for Inter, even though Udinese, I think, came like for their for their one goal in the 77th minute, I believe. So yeah, I mean, it was it wasn't enough to help them catch back up. So, yup. <laughs> yeah, so that race between Inter Milan and AC Milan is 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 really down the wire. Uh, it's crazy that they will not be facing off against each other these months since they already competed. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there, man. It's it's gonna. And Serie A is actually getting. It was actually really exciting. I mean, actually, was pretty exciting. Well, well not really because Inter Milan like wanted very early in into this, you know, before the season even ended, but it's, 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 you always love when there's still like a battle for the championship. Mm. I mean, we'll see, we'll see. But uh, Hector, who, uh, what's your game recap? So my game is, uh, speaking of teams that won championships, Real Madrid beating Espanol four to nothing. Uh, Real Madrid had 58% of the possession. Espanol actually outshot Real Madrid 20 to 11, and also uh, outshot them on shots on target six to five. But obviously, Real Madrid won four to nothing. Two goals from Rodrigo, a goal from Karim Benzema, and of course, another goal from 
Marco Asensio, uh, which Karim Benzema is just stealing the, the, the golden boot right now. But that this win actually officially secures Real Madrid's 35th La Liga title. So I know all you guys are saying, oh, Real Madrid's gonna 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 fuck it up somehow. They didn't. Um I don't know how this team had the year that they had because this team's old. But you know what? I'm happy they had their year. Vinicius and Karim Benzema. What an amazing season that these two had. Um Benzema made, I think, such a great argument to make him the uh the ball and the Oro winner this this for this year. I, at least I hope they do. Um but yeah, great, great end for their season. And uh, Carlo Ancelotti, man, becomes the only manager to win the English Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, Syria, and Ligue 1. Yeah, so congratulations to Real Madrid and Carlo Ancelotti. And there yeah, I, I know, for... I know, this was a year where Barcelona was shit. Let me have it. Next year, the real, the real title, the, the real title fight happens. Uh, hopefully, Atletico Madrid's also in the mix for that one. But yeah, like, I just let me enjoy it right now. The real battle is going to happen next season. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you know, La Liga is only good when, when the, when the big, when the big three are performing well. So, and I know that yeah. Edward knows that. Um, you know, we, we could say that. I, I, I'm sure Edward agrees with me on that one. Oh yeah, hands on. Yes. Plus, it helps it helps me and Edward defend La, uh, La Liga, <laughs> especially when people <laughs> try to tell us that the English Premier League is better. It, we we agree. We just we just like like our we like La Liga. <laughs> All right, yeah. Edward, players of the week. Who's your player of the week? All right, so my player of the week uh, is actually I'm going over to the EPO for that. Is I want let me say it right. I want to try to say it like the way the announcer says. Hyung Min Sun. <laughs> That's how they say it. I, uh, yeah, like in the, you know, whenever he announces that he scores a goal. Okay. And then he scores. Oh, the, two the, goals. the the stadium announcer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about like so, the match announcers. I was like, I have never no, heard no, them. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm talking about the stadium. So he scored two goals in Tottenham's three to one win against Leicester City. So I mean, the kid's good. The heat is the good. So you know, you're talking about when we, you know, when we talk about guys that you just can't like hate. Hungman son is definitely there. <laughs> yeah, like he's, he's up there he's with the lot, likes of he, Conte, and that's exactly who I was about to bring up. I was like, man, you you can't hate on him. He's just so down to earth, very chill. Like you just can't. And this is coming him. from an Arsenal fan, so I mean, like, yeah, I can't hate on I can't hate on Hungman son. Exactly. Yeah, that's a very good exactly. pick. And hey, you know what? Tottenham is still competing. I kind of like. I kind of, but don't want. I kind of want Tottenham to lose at some, at least next week, because. But at the same time, I kind of want them to be informed because Arsenal versus Tottenham, that's coming up, I believe, the following weekend, could decide fourth place. Yep. And it's like part of me wants them to lose, so it makes the job easier. But at the same time. That would be an amazing uh, way to decide who wins fourth, which is funny how we're we're excited about competing for fourth place and not the English Premier League, which the English Premier League title run race is actually 
you know, amazing of its own right. But I mean, the it's just the fact that Arsenal's having a chance to to get into Champions League is, is all. I think that's the big storyline. But yeah, no, Edward, great pick, great pick with Hungman son. And I actually yeah. believe this is the second time he's been featured. Yeah. Yep. Um, what about you, man? So I'm going to go to your team, Juventus, right. and go to your guy, Leonardo Bonucci. He ends up scoring oh, two. Nice. He scored two goals in Juventus' 2-1 win against Venezia, who is facing relegation. But, you know, Juventus doesn't care because this win helps them secure a Champions League spot. So Juventus will be back in the Champions League for next year. Oh, nice, nice. So, yeah. So, congratulations to Hungman's son and Leonardo Bonucci for being our players of the week. All right. So, we got some games for you guys to check out this coming weekend. In the MLS, we got FC Dallas taking on the Seattle Sounders. You know, FC Dallas has found some form. Seattle is Seattle. I hate that I'm I'm having to highlight these these two teams. Not Seattle, but <laughs> the the other team that I have to highlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin FC taking on LA Galaxy. They've been quite on the run. Houston Dynamo, you guys need to work on your defense. Like, I mean, like Jesus fuck. <laughs> How do you give up? How do you give up goals in games that you guys look that you guys look too good in? Like just Stay committed in the, the back line. Jesus, fuck. Like, at least get the draw. Damn. Like, fuck, man. Um, but, yeah, so that's the MLS. In Liga MX, obviously, it's the class of reclassification. We, we told you all the matchups. So, you know, go ahead and check those out. They're going to be good. In League A, we have Lil taking on Monaco. And Lorient versus Marcio. Obviously, you know, PSG are champions of League One, so... Messi has now won another league's trophy, which kind of quietly, but he still did it. Um, yeah. All right. In Serie A, we have Inter Milan versus Empoli and AC Milan taking Hellas Verona. Two easier um, opponents. that should be easier opponents for them, but hey, an upset can happen and ruin, ruin one of their seasons. <laughs> you want the drama. Just like Andy Bernard, he wants the drama. Yeah, that's actually true. I don't want the drama. <laughs> In the Bundesliga, like, yeah. we got the champions Bayern Munich hoping not to lose to Stuttgart. Because <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ, man. they lost badly to Mainz. Yeah, I don't know, man. But I mean, the, game is, it, the games don't matter for Bayern Munich at this point, but like, Jesus Christ. And RB Leipzig, who is fighting for a Champions League spot, will be taking on Augsburg. All right. In La Liga, we have Raul Betis versus Barcelona. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm like, yeah, I'm like semi-excited. And the final singing bet of the season. This is it, Edward. You're not oh, in. God. You're not involved. So. So you you, cool. you go ahead and but knock out all the still, ones. Yeah, pretty much. With the freaking, I'm surprised I didn't go to double digits. Uh, wait, how many did you, how many games did you lose? Let me see. Let me pull the, the standings here. A bunch. You yeah you definitely lost a lot. You definitely lost a lot there. That's for sure. 
Um, let me see. This 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 thing wants to take forever to load. But all right, it's slowly, slowly but surely, slowly but surely. Come on. All right. Uh, so you've lost a total of seven times. You're you're oh, definitely damn, last so, place. Of course. Um. So me. So me and Spencer are actually competing for first place here. So because me and him are both tied with with seventeen apiece, seventeen damn. points. Um, so, you know, obviously Spencer completely swept the English Premier League. Um, thanks to Bayern Munich. Uh, they kept me in it. Uh, probably could have had one more game if it wasn't for freaking Barcelona beating Real Madrid. Uh, and Arsenal didn't do me any justice. So. Shit. <laughs> so, and, and, and Juventus and AC Milan didn't help any of us as, as we all collected draws from them. But yeah, so this this actually will decide who finishes in first in the singing bet. Um, Edward's last place. That's that's guaranteed. But <sighs> we'll see who'll be the winner of the singing bet, uh, at least for this for this seasons. We might have to change the singing bet rules just because like Edward and 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 Bob Spencer have still still songs to owe. But um, we'll do we'll we'll do this, Edward, since you know, so to give you some time to knock out your songs and also for Spencer to knock out his. Um, you won't your you, the you won't pay your sing, the singing bet till our end of the year episode. So we'll make it like an extravaganza to announce our player of the our I'll, player of the year. I'll, okay, okay, but I'll still I'll still have those recordings ready, man, because I know I have to do them. Yeah, well, yeah, do that, but I mean, still, so just 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 so we get Spencer, you're, you you heard me. You, you, <laughs> All right, yeah. all right, I already knocked out my songs, so I might might have. To, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Real Madrid already won. This is probably where Atletico Madrid needs needs this most. But yeah, this will be the last singing bet of the season. See who who finishes up top of the singing bets. All right, and in the English Premier League, we got Liverpool versus Tottenham. So Liverpool needs to stay needs to stay winning matches so they can they can compete with Manchester City, Tottenham. Needs to keep winning matches so they can still compete with Arsenal for the fourth place spot. Oh man! This, this has this this is this has to be the game of the week, right? It has to be, dude. That's a that's a that's a hell of a uh, of a of a game to to basically be looking at. Honestly, like that's just yeah, that's gonna be a good one. And the other game is Manchester City, who wants to keep winning so they can keep Liverpool behind them, taking on Newcastle United, who lost to Liverpool. So maybe they want to do Liverpool a solid and beat Manchester City for them. Because <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, I don't gain anything now from Newcastle United. They, you know, I've, I lost my stupid bet with them. So, so there's still going to be a jersey giveaway. Two jerseys. Fuck, two. <laughs> God, I got way too cocky. <laughs> this this was a humbling moment. Should I, should, I, should I keep this, doing it this a thing, making this a thing? Like, I won't stick with the English Premier League, but I'll just, I'll, I'll pick, I'll, I'll, I'll make my bets on who, who's my, my team to definitely getting relegated. So, I mean, we'll see how that's, that... up. that's up to you. That's up to you, brother. I have to give away a lot of jerseys then, aren't I? We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I can prove myself wrong. All right. 
But yeah, so those are the matchups to look forward to this weekend. I think these are some great games. Go ahead and check them out. Um, definitely check out Liga MX. If you guys haven't checked out Liga MX, definitely check it out. It's a fun league. Uh, don't let what happened with Caretero and Atlas scare you away. Um, just don't go to a live game. Just watch what? it on television. Um, so we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with three up, three down. Big shout out to our number, Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar, sports commentary via podcast forums, articles on topics ranging nearly every sport. Not your usual sports site. Go ahead and check them out at Belly Up Sports on Twitter and BellyUpSports.com. Thanks again, Belly Up Sports. And we're back. All right, three up, three down, and the topic is accents. So this this should be fun. All right. I hope, we'll I don't, I hope, I hope people don't come at me for, for the accents I'm about to do or say or say that I don't. Really. All right. <laughs> three down. Spencer wants to also let you know, no offense, but. So. But all due respect. <laughs> All right, at number three, he has the accent anyone that barely speaks English has. Anyone that what? That barely speaks English have. Oh, man. The worst part is I know what he means. I think I know, too. That's why I'm like, oh, no, man. Uh, sorry, no, no English. No, my English not good. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I honestly knew what he meant there. Yeah, that's 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 a good one. <laughs> Number two is a uh, Canadian A. Eh? Canadian A. Eh? <laughs> Canadian accent, you know. Shout out to the Bleacher Connections. You know, those, there's some good hosers over there. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they have like a Tim Hortons over there. <laughs> Duh. You know. The only reason why I know that is because of how I met your mother. Yep. Let me Canada this up for you, A. Eh? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, number two is Canadian. And number one, the people of Boston. <laughs> Are you a co-op? Oh, my God. Is the, Bo- the Boston accent is just... Yeah, the Boston accent. <laughs> It's hey, rough. Are you a cool? Are you a cool? It is a rough. Cool? It is rough, for sure. <laughs> it's a rough one. It's a, especially in the military. You 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 meet a lot of assholes. So mm. you 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 come to familiar yourself with the Boston accent. So yeah, it's a that's a good one, Spencer. All right, Edward. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, I can go first. All right. What's your three down? So, so number one or number three is actually um, okay. So, basically the same thing that Spencer said. Like people who who have a very bad accent when they try to speak English to you, and you're just like, oh, okay, I can understand you don't speak English. So let me go ahead and help you out, and then they get upset when you try to try to not correct them, but like try to guess what they're saying. And then they get upset and they get mad because they're like, they're like, don't you understand? What is coming out of my, what of me? What am I saying? Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, and I'm like, I'm over here trying to listen and learn 
what they mean, what they say, you know. So it's not just because, like, or, you know, I'm not trying to make fun of them. I'm not trying to be mean or anything like that. But I'm just really trying to just, you know, understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so that's my number three. Number two, um, the very thick Middle Eastern Indian accent, very the very very thick one, because oh, one. It, it is so hard. I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not saying anything to our Middle Eastern. Like you know, I, I have Middle Eastern friends who have very thick accents. It just it is so hard to understand them sometimes in English. And then it, oh, it is just very, very difficult. Very, it's very thick. It's very, very thick. So I can't quite understand it. So, uh, I mean, that's just me though. Over, but, over then, at my job, I, I do. I surprisingly deal with a lot of middle Eastern AC guys. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I get a lot of, a lot of Asian and middle Eastern AC guys that come over to, to, to the store I work at. And um, yeah, it's a, it's, it, it, it's funny. Cause they always start with my friend. Yeah. yeah. My friend, yeah. my friend. This one guy and gave me five like, bucks. So. They're like, I'm not your friend. I, mean, I feel I like that with. would be like, uh, I, just, I, just I feel it. like that would be, that would be <laughs> like, um, how do I say this? Um, like in uh, South park, you know, I'm not your friend guy. I'm not your guy, buddy. I'm not your buddy friend, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But but okay. So my number one is actually um. I may get some hate on this one, but no, I don't think so. Actually, I feel like I, uh, a lot of people will actually understand this. People who have an accent because they're not originally from the u.s or they're not originally american or english speaking but for example like spanish speakers like me i i can understand like when they're trying very hard to speak english so i try to make it easy for them and then be like oh they're like no 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 i can't talk i can speak english and then there's that and they start trying to talk to me in english and i'm like oh come on dude like I'm trying to help you, but it, okay, you know, like, like you know, it, it makes it harder for me. It makes it harder for them when they then they get stuck in a word, and then I go ahead and say it in Spanish, and they're like, "No, that's not what I'm looking for." And then they say it in English, and I'm like, "That's what I'm looking for." I'm like, "That was the same word, but in Spanish." I was like, "Why are you acting like if you were legit, you know, born here and understand what I'm trying?" I was like, "I understand you in Spanish." I was like, "That's okay." You know, I have my rough time too in English sometimes. I'll get lost for words. And I was, you know, I was born here. But I just don't like those people who think that they need to speak English everywhere they go to try to explain themselves or to try to describe what they need. And I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I can help you. Or even, um, you know, Asian people or like even Chinese people, Vietnamese people. We have Vietnamese people. We have Chinese people at my job. And they come in speaking English with a very broken accent, and they dare whenever somebody approaches them and says, "Oh, you know, like they're," I mean, I mean, I'm gonna be honest: Vietnamese people, Asian people, like you know, Chinese people, they're not too good. They don't feel like they're too 
good. They're actually humble. So you do approach them and you speak to them in a certain language. They will respond back in a certain language. But there are some people who will not accept defeat, which is admirable. But at the same time, you're making my life harder and whoever is trying to help you out harder. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's me, it's but it's other people. So basically what I'm saying is like people who who know they have a very thick and heavy accent, but they go ahead and do it anyways. No, I get that. Yeah. And I just still don't understand. Like, dude, I was like, if you if you cannot speak proper like like English where it's understandable, like I understand. Let me help you as best as I can. But if you're just gonna be like, oh, you know, no, 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 I, I, I don't know. They're like, oh, what did you, what are you saying? I don't speak the Spanish. And then I'm like, what? I was like, really, bro? And then of course, you know, whenever we make an invoice and stuff, what's your name? And they're like, Raul. I'm like, you rolled your R, bro. I was like, how do you, how do you not tell me? <laughs> I was like, I mean, Raul Gonzalez. I was like, oh, come on, bro, really? <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, oh, have a good day. It's like, I feel like I would be talking to that guy that goes, bye, have a wonderful day. <laughs> the guy at the, you know? I love so that guy. That's my, <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my bottom three, bro. That's my bottom three. All right. Kind of went on and on and on. All right. At number three, I have uh, Vietnamese. Okay. It's, uh, that, <laughs> it's mainly because it's like, it's not, I'm not trying to say it's funny, but it's kind of funny. Especially when my when I have friends that like impersonated. Oh, you mean like, like me? My, no, like my 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 well, my Vietnamese friends that imperson that do like the impersonation. Oh, I thought you meant like me. I was like, no. oh, sorry. So like when my friends like do the impersonation because they like do it so. I mean, obviously because it's their parents, <laughs> but yeah. but it's like so. It, but it's just hilarious because because there's like an emphasis on 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 saying certain words, and it just makes me like I, I just chuckle. But yeah, it, it, it's a uh, obvious. Like, if I have to like work with someone that's Vietnamese and he talks, they talk to me like that, I'd probably be laughing the whole. Like, I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face. So I, I know I would, I would look like an asshole. But that's why it's my number three. At uh, number two, um, obviously, uh, you know, people that don't, that don't speak English, it's a it's a, it's a very rough, <laughs> rough time when you're trying to understand what people are saying. And I mean, I've never had that issue where like, oh, you know, oh, I speak Spanish. Like, it's okay. They just, oh, okay, thank God. And they start talking to me in Spanish. So it's not the worst thing in the world. So I, I, I don't, I don't, I've never dealt with that. I, I feel for you. But like, obviously I've, I've had people like that don't speak English at all. Like that are, you know, that speak other languages where I'm like, oh, well, we're, we're going to have a, we're going to have a fun time. But thank God for Google, for Google Translate now. Yeah, right. But yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You just gotta type it in, but yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, and my number one is it's it's the god awful it's the god awful Boston accent. Like it's just, it's just no, there's it's not even close. Like it's just so bad. It's so bad, and I had to live with it. <laughs> so like, Jesus Christ. But yeah, so that's my three down, and, and now Spencer's three up at number three, French. Hmm. Uh-huh. I guess so. <laughs> uh, parlez-vous français? Hmm. I guess, yeah. 
At number two, kind of similar to the same boat, Louisiana. Louisiana? <laughs> Louisiana. Right. And number Yeah. And number one, any nationality of Spanish women. Um, well, yeah, tell me you're not horny. All right, there, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Well, that was pretty that was very specific. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. What's your three up? All right, so my three up is actually so number three. So, are the Argentinian women accent? Okay, all right, bonk. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> wow, thanks. All right, number two, I guess I have to go uh, for the for the the British accent. It's very it's just fancy sounding. Okay, it's very fancy sounding. It's and very then, proper. It's very proper, you know. And then there's different types, you know. Like there's the for, for well, example. Well, which like, one specifically are we are we talking about? The Liverpool? I don't know. It's uh, okay. For example, like there's the one like you know there's the ones that are like the Cockney accent, like no, not that one, not that one. <laughs> it's that bloody oh, redneck, ain't it? <laughs> I that uh, no. Um, and then uh, I think I would say like either Liverpool or like that that proper kind of like uh, I mean I don't know. It's just, we, all, uh, we all the Beatles from Liverpool. Uh, I guess so, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So that's my number two, and then my number one is the Spanish, but like Castellano. Like that one's so fancy Spanish. It's super fancy Spanish. What the one that sounds like they have a lisp. Yeah. Like with a little tone and shit, you know. It's pretty cool. Like it sounds pretty cool to me. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. So what about you? And number three, Jamaican. <laughs> I'm going straight up with accents that put a smile on my face when I hear them. So Jamaican, number three. Freaking love them. Mm-hmm. Every time, like, mm-hmm. as soon as I know it's a Jamaican person, I'm like, you're from Jamaica. He's like, yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> so. Nice. So that, number three, Jamaica. Number two, mm-hmm. Minnesota. It's like a Canadian accent, but kind of not. <laughs> From Minnesota. All right. So yeah, so that one also makes me smile. When and when I meet, so, say once again, someone from from Minnesota starts talking to me. I'm like, you're from Minnesota. He's like, yeah. I'm like, put a smile on my face. And number one, Cajun. Like, if you okay. want to see me cheesing, like super cheesing, like an idiot, put me next to a Cajun person. I freaking love the Cajun accent. Like it is, and it's probably just because I'm like a big Ed Ogeron fan. But like, I mean, when I worked, I worked when I worked at Alpha Lee, uh, there was a dude from Louisiana there, and he had like the thickest Cajun accent ever. And I was smiling every time I sat. I sat next to that dude every single day. 
because of the fact that he had a Cajun accent. So like, one gold crawfish bowl. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so that's my that's my three up. But all right, all right. so that's the episode, guys. Shoot, my my, my sandal broke. Um, want to <laughs> give want to give a shout out to uh, Belly of Sports. Uh, you want to get check out their website at www.bellyofsports.com. Also check out their social media. Check out their website. All the great articles that they've written over there. They're just they're constantly grinding, man. They're making some great uh, great partnerships. Um, obviously, you know, check them out on their TV channel on Tiki Live if you want to be on on the know of when they're on and who's on. Well, follow them on Twitter at Belly Up Media. Once again, at Belly Up Media. Also, shout out to Alejandra Gomez and A and G Graphics, her company. She created the Instagram Name FC logo. We love the logo very much. Everyone loves our logo, so we appreciate Alejandra Gomez for all her hard work for the creation of the Instagram FC logo. So follow her on, on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. And, of course, yep. shout out to our guy, our everything. I know we're going into battle right now, buddy, but, you know, with Atletico Madrid versus Real Madrid. But, you yep. know, we still love you. Roosevelt Spencer, the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award, where Edward will be showing his pipes for the for the intro of the episode and and for the for the closing ceremonies so uh so get ready for that one um but yeah so shout out to spencer he does everything for us he does the intros the outros he he produces these episodes um he does it all for us and, and we really appreciate it so follow him on instagram at that guy dope if you need to be done well spencer is your guy we highly recommend it mm-hmm. exactly. all right man so that's episode 87 Catch us next week for episode 88. All right, take care, guys. $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. 
It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.